Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Well, good morning, church. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We are in the middle of a series right now called Shipwrecks. We started last week, and today we are in the second week of that series. And we've been looking at Acts 27, which tells of a time where Paul was shipwrecked, but he receives a message from God, which he shares, which is take courage, only the ship will be wrecked. And uh, so we've been looking at a few different things about how maybe God may need to wreck some things in our lives in order to save us and in order for us to progress forward and so today we're going to be having a look at limiting beliefs and ideas things that may be entrenched in the way that we think um, that could be limiting what God's doing blinkering us and boxing us in so we're going to jump straight into the Bible won't you join me in John chapter 8 and from verse 3 And it says this, as he was speaking, the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger, They kept demanding an answer, so he stood again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned be the first one to throw the stone. And then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Jesus stood up and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Did even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. And then we are going to jump over to Mark verse 3 and we're going to read from verse 1, which says, Jesus went to the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, come and stand before everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Is it a day to save a life or destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. He looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. At once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot to kill Jesus. If you know me, uh, you know that I have a slight problem with telling my right from my left. Um, And if you're like me, please shout out in the comments, anyone else have this issue or is it just me? (laughs) Um, If you also know me, you know that me and my husband Ben love to travel and explore the world. And we've done quite a few road trips in America and mostly this consists of Ben driving and me giving directions. Usually to my credit, giving directions goes quite well, except for one fundamental thing for giving directions, which is knowing your left from your right. And uh, this has happened quite a few times, but on one particular occasion, we were coming up to a big junction 
and I don't know if you know the roads in America are quite big, the junctions are quite large and um, it was quite a fundamental turn and so I said to Ben, you're going to turn left here and knowing me the way that he does, he said, Mel, are you sure? And I said, yes, I mean left, left, let's go. And so he started to turn and as he started to turn left, um, I immediately started shouting, no, left, Ben, left, left. To which he said, I'm turning left, Mel, I'm turning left. And it wasn't until we had started to turn that I realized what I meant all along was right. I was so convinced in my belief that I was saying the right thing, that I was saying um, to go right when in fact I was saying left. And um, have you ever been in this situation where you've been so convinced by what you're saying that the belief that you hold or, or what you're speaking out is, is correct, that actually maybe you've ended up in the wrong place, you've taken the wrong turn, or maybe you've caused hurt or harm to somebody because you've been so convinced by the belief that you carry. And we see this here with the Pharisees in both of these scriptures. They are so convinced by their belief in two things. One, in the fact that um, the law on the Sabbath and uh, the law of Moses, they're convinced by their belief in the law to, to do the right thing. And they're also convinced in their belief of who they think Jesus is. They're trying to trap him and accuse him because they are convinced in the belief of who he is to them. And actually the Pharisees here are so convinced in these beliefs that they miss what's happening right in front of them. They miss the humanity, the people in the scenario, which is one, somebody who needs freedom and forgiveness, and two, somebody who needs healing. And the beliefs they're convincing have blinded them from these people. They're willing to stone somebody to death and to miss an opportunity for healing when Jesus said, what's better, to give life or destroy life? But they're so caught in their belief and their thinking that they miss all of this. And in actual fact, in that second story, we see that even though they've watched Jesus heal somebody, even though they've watched him give life, they are so caught in their belief that they still continue to plot to kill him. I think so often we can be like this in our own ideas, right, in our own beliefs. We can be utterly convinced in a belief. Maybe it's a belief about yourself. Maybe it's a belief about your circumstance that you are convinced of, that you can't shake. And actually we miss the opportunity for Jesus to come in and provide restoration, to provide healing, forgiveness, um, and to come in and move in our lives. There may be space where God wants to come and do something. God wants to come and move in our lives, but actually the obstacle in front of that is us, is the beliefs and the convictions that we are carrying. And sometimes these can be so entrenched in us, they can be so built within us that we don't even notice them there anymore until someone comes along and points them out or we allow God to come and do something in our lives. I don't know if you've been a little bit like this in lockdown, but obviously uh, we've been in our homes for a long time and it's only been in this home for such a long time that I've started to notice things that need to be fixed and um, I've been living with them for ages. I've not noticed that they were there and it's not until I've come to fix them that I've realized the state of what I've actually been living in and what I've accepted. And sometimes we can be like this in what we live in, what we carry, what we believe. It's become so entrenched 
entrenched in us. Maybe it's something that someone's spoken over us. Maybe it's a belief that we carry about what God can't do. And we're so entrenched in this thinking that we don't even notice it's there. It's become part of us. And actually, maybe even it's become something that is familiar and comfortable for you today. Something that is a security blanket for you today and you don't want to fix. You don't want to do anything with it. Perhaps today you're watching and you are convinced of things over your life. Perhaps today you are so convinced that you will always be lonely, that you have stopped reaching out, you've stopped connecting, or maybe you've started looking in the wrong places for those connections. Maybe today you are so convinced that you will always be in debt, that you've stopped addressing it and you just keep spending and spending and spending. Maybe today you're so convinced that Jesus can't heal you, that you are living in dis discomfort and in pain. Maybe today you're so convinced that you will always fail, that you have stopped trying and you've stopped stepping out. Perhaps today you are so convinced in your own thinking that you have stopped listening and you've stopped allowing correction to come in. And perhaps today you're watching and you are so convinced that the dream God gave you isn't possible, that you stopped dreaming altogether and you have accepted and settled for something God never meant for you. Today, the beliefs you're carrying could be the very obstacle that stops God from coming in and causing a shift, causing a change, causing a healing, causing a restoration. You may be crying out to God and saying, God, I need you to do something. And actually what he says is let go. Let your beliefs go. Put your, your convictions to one side about your circumstance and let me come and speak into it. God says today, if only you could let go, if only you could shake off, if only you could allow yourself to be shipwrecked and remember that only the ship will be the thing that's wrecked. Only the beliefs you're carrying are the thing that he wants to shake up and cut away, but he will not let you drown in the midst of that. Jesus didn't intend for us to live captive, but to be free, just like those stories. It was always meant to be freeing and never condemning. It was always meant to be life-giving and healing and not draining. And today he's calling you to put your belief to one side, to put him back into the picture, to put him back into the center. And when you do that, he's saying, I'll begin to break down and rebuild. I'll begin to restore, to forgive, to heal. What he's saying is I'll give you new convictions. I'll give you new beliefs about yourself, about your circumstances and about me. There are some things in our thinking that God wants to shake off us. He wants to shake up. I think that in this situation, maybe we've been in control for so long and we've been thrown into a world where everything is out of control and actually all we can do is lean on him. He is calling something new out of us in this environment. Maybe he's starting to point out to you the things in your home that need to be fixed, the things in your thinking that need to be fixed. But will you allow him to do that? today? Will you allow him to come in and to shake things up, to break the rules, to break the expectations and give you new convictions this morning? And perhaps you're watching this morning and just like the Pharisees, you are convinced of who you think Jesus is. You are convinced in your belief of who Jesus is. And perhaps that has led you to a place of religion that has got you caught and convinced in a religion of guilt and has surpassed the grace of Jesus. 
Let me tell you today, the message of the gospel, the message of Jesus is simple. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Just like that woman, Jesus turns around and says, where are your accusers now? I do not condemn you, but go and sin no more. His message is a message for freedom this morning and perhaps you've experienced some things in your life. Maybe that's outside of church, but maybe you've been in church and you've experienced some things in church that have convinced you of his nature and that it's not a good one. And today I wanna tell you what his nature is. His nature is the one who will stoop down, stoop down into the dirt. He will stand between you and your accusers. His nature is the one that will say, come forward, give me your hand, reach out and I will heal you. His nature this morning is one that is of kindness and love, of restoration, of healing and forgiveness. His nature this morning is one that wants a relationship with you, not one that is built on on guilt or performance, but on grace and love today. And so I just want to invite you as we close this message out, I'm just going to pray now for us, whether there's some things in this message today that you have been convinced of in your circumstance, you've been convinced of maybe about somebody else, and it has been capturing you and limiting you and holding you captive. And today Jesus wants to come in and release those things. So Father, I just thank you that you are a God of grace. You are a God who stoops down into the mess and the dirt with us. You are the one who comes to forgive us, to heal us, to restore us, and not to condemn us. And God, I just pray for a releasing in this moment right now for anyone who is holding a belief that they are convinced of over their circumstance that has limited them from accessing all you have for us, all of your grace, all of your love, and a future to live life to the full. And so God, we pray now that you would just begin to release that this morning. Just begin to release that now, God. We thank you today that you are a God who is greater than our beliefs. You are a God who is greater than our convictions about our circumstances, that you speak life and love over them. And today we relinquish control and we give it back to you. In Jesus' name, amen.